0: you date me a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could come in my conditioner and I'd put it in my hair and say, hmm, this was helpful. My guests today are are amazing. Married couple! Ooh! I think this is the first episode where I've had a married couple! Ooh, we have legendary actress, singer, and songwriter, who you know from the series That's So Raven, and her new series, Raven's Home, and she's here with her wife, who together hosts the YouTube channel called 8PM! It's Raven Simone! No, I got it wrong! Me? Yeah, you, were, Raven.
1: You were shaking your head. Did I get it wrong? Oh, no, you did not get it wrong. I'm over here like this woman is fantastic. <laughs> I love her. That was like the best. On, uh, entre- I, I just keep going. Okay. Oh and my Miranda god, and I messed up the flow and everything.
2: and Miranda Mayday. Did I say that right? I was waiting for that. And Miranda Mayday. Oh, I did say it right. Mayday, you're amazing. You're amazing. a dream. Why are you still
0: single? Honestly, I don't know. It's a question that I ponder every morning before I wake up and every night before I go to sleep, I go, why isn't there somebody in this bed? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me. Okay. So I just want to start with saying thank you. What a treat. Um, Second thing,
2: how did you guys meet? Um, Wait, first of all, I just want to say that when we found out that we had the opportunity to do this podcast, we both were like, Oh, my God. Yes, please. And we get people <laughs> who ask us to come be their guests, and we have talked to some amazing people. But when it was you, we both just were like, oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. So we love you. And, you know, depending upon how much longer you stay single, you can totally consider coming over here and having, like, a sister-wife thruple Warm, cozy situation. We have a big ass bed. Come on over. Come on, Nicole. Come on
0: over. How big is this bed?
2: It's big. It's It's pretty big. big. (laughs) It's so big that I swear to God, I sleep in it alone every night.
0: (laughs) Is it a California King? Yes. Oh, that's luxury. Times two. You have two California Kings. So here's the funny part:
1: we kind of do have two California Kings because she asked me for a BioMat. Do you know what a BioMat is? No. So a biomat oh, is the it's most, delicious. Ama- it's delicious. It's one of the most amazing um, natural health risers that you can find. And it is different kinds of stones from amethysts to onyx to whatever you want to call it inside of a mat. And it heats up with infrared rays. Am I right? Yeah. And you lay on it and it helps your cellular, it helps you at a cellular level get better. So I bought her one because she wanted a mm-hmm. biomat, but she did not specifically say what size. So I got the size of a Cal King instead of like a single one that you just buy after you get out of the shower. I wanted Uh like the
2: yoga mat sized one that was like a little bit more portable, a little bit more, I can roll it up and hide it when I'm not using it. And Raven, being Raven, was like, Go big or go home, and mm-hmm. got this massive carpet-sized one. So, and you're you supposed to put
1: it on the bed to sleep on it. It's also like
2: a thousand pounds. Wait, so y'all sleep on rocks? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're oh. sleeping on. It's a 100% crushed pure crushed amethyst and it can go up to 150 degrees and you lay on this thing and it's it's like laying on hot rocks but when you when you have a smaller one it doesn't hit as hard the larger one is
1: very uncomfortable when you're trying to sleep and not turn it on yeah so we slept on it for a week thank you honey for just indulging me she's like i can't do this anymore i can't oh we slept so, on it for way longer than a week oh it felt like week. and then um she's like thanks honey this is amazing i don't want it and i was like Ah.
2: No, we went through, we called the company. We were like, it's really uncomfortable. They sent us a top layer cushion. Raven Mm -hmm. was like, this is amazing. I feel like I'm sleeping on the floor. I I feel like I'm in Japan. And I was like, I can't walk. I can't move. I'm waking
1: up stiff and like, you know. So we put it on the floor next to the bed. So now we have two (laughs) Cal King beds. So
2: you didn't ask for any of that, but how we met. (laughs)
0: No, I love this. No, I can't wait to get into a relationship where I get to say, "Honey, I don't want to sleep on rocks anymore." It's like, me. why don't you want to sleep on rocks? Because I don't. That's. These are the kind of arguments I want to be in. There you go. They're great. They're, They're fantastic.
2: fantastic.
0: <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's very funny. You think you're doing something nice and like, I got you all the rocks, baby. Go take up the whole bed. Actually, I don't want it.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel so great. bad, right? I was just like, oh, my God, I just wanted the little one, the easy one. There you go. I can lay on it every day now. It's- but
1: she could sell that. There's so many amethysts in that thing. Oh, my God. Raven's solution
2: for everything is, is you can sell it. No, I literally, I, I kid you not, I got something the other day. It was a size too big. And I was like, I'm going to have to send this back. Don't send it back. We can sell it. I'm like, I don't I want the refund. I don't want to sell it. You know, like literally we have a, a bullet. That's, like, 15 years old. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm going to donate. No, we can sell it. it. For $1, I'm like, oh, yes. I mean, but you could
0: open a business where you just start selling shit out of your house. Thank you for understanding me, Nicole. Yeah, no worries. I'm all about that. I sometimes resell things that I buy, wear, like, a couple times, and I'm like, I'm going to sell this. I'm not going to... What am I going to do? Donate? Well, I guess I do donate some. That sounded yeah. terrible. I donate <laughs> I some too. Donate? No, no, you
1: have to donate some. I love Goodwill. I love a Goodwill moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then sometimes yes. it's like, hmm, that still has a little bit more wear. That mm-hmm. could be a value. Let me yes. see if Letgo offer up or any of the other sites that I shop on
0: mm-hmm. want my stuff. Now here's a question: Are you doing your own shipping? Yes. <gasps> wow. Wow, she's humble, everyone. (laughs) She's
2: super (laughs) humble. And we have merch for our YouTube channel. We have these shirts that are going to be ready for purchase within a couple of weeks, and I'll be doing all of that shipping. So Mm, we love it. We're just shippers, we're sellers and shippers. We are multi-tier wearing people.
0: (laughs) I love this. Okay, so now how did you meet? (laughs)
2: There you go, Nicole. Sorry. Welcome to our world. Um, oh, no, I love it. Go ahead.
0: Okay. No, uh, wait. No, Miranda. I want to hear from you first. Oh, how do you think you met? And then I'll hear from Raven.
2: <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. We've we've worked the story out. I was just trying to be polite. Um, we met at an event. Raven was hosting a karaoke night at a bar in West Hollywood. Drag bar. Um, okay. It was. Well, I knew it actually as Eleven, which wasn't a drag bar. It was just like a gay bar that had a lesbian night every so Mm -hmm. often. So this bar, Eleven, she was hosting this karaoke night. Um, I was there. We started chit-chatting. She was there with some friends. I had some friends. And... Raven was very brief, meaning she, like, Hmm. did her job and then sat with me for a little bit. And then she was, like, I just thought things were, like, warming up and we were getting into, like, a good conversation. she's, like, I got to go. And I was, (laughs) like, I'm sorry, what? She's, like, I got to go. You're cool. And um, I was, like, oh, okay. And then she leaves. And she – then we – but she came back around in her car. And at at that point, my friends and I had walked outside – And we saw her on the corner and she invited me to her house party the next weekend. And um, that was kind of it. That was our first
1: meeting. Mm -hmm. All right, Raven. Are there any discrepancies? Yeah, she was buying something off my site that I was selling. She forgot to say that part. No, I'm just (laughs) 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 Um, The No, I mean, yeah, there was no real discrepancies. I remember that the karaoke was actually a drag karaoke. It was not. Okay. So that was another <laughs> drunken night that I was out. Cool beans. And then um the conversation was great. I was with Carlise. No, you did pretty good. I just I just mixed up my drag nights, my gay nights. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um no, she did pretty well and yes, I invited her to my house party which was actually my going away party. I was Moving to New York to go do The View at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like my last time. I was like, oh, of course I'm going to meet you like right before I move to New York. and
2: But what actually ended up happening was after that night, so that was a Friday.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't hear from Raven in, into that week. And I'm thinking about her and wondering. And I knew very quickly, like I met Raven and instantly had this thought in my head of I'm going to know her. And mm-hmm. I just felt this very strong connection. And so no text, no nothing. And I remember I was in the parking lot of a whole foods, the one across the street from the farmer's market slash Grove. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, forget it. I'm texting her. And I texted her and she answered me back and she was getting her nails done. And she said that she had been getting her nails done for like six hours. And I was like, what
1: kind of nail? It it was the coffin nails. Remember when the coffin just came out? It was like Uh those big coffin nails and they were black and white. I was getting ready for the opening of the view. Anyway, so. But six hours. I thought it was Drag Race, you told me. No, no. Those were done. (laughs) We obviously don't know how or when shit happened. Um, No, those were done for... For the thing, you can see it on the, my opening of the view. There were these black and white nails. That woman took so long because she didn't know what she would do.
2: Well, mm-hmm. anyway, she was texting me from there. And I said something like, you know, it would be fun to see you. And we went and hung out on that for the Friday of that week. So one week later after having met, we went. And that Friday was like our first real date. And we hung out for hours. And then the next day was her um, going away party. And then... That Sunday night, Raven came to my place because her house at that point was completely packed up because she was moving, and she stayed with me until her car picked her up to go to New York on Thursday. And it was, yeah, it was very lesbian.
0: (laughs) I mean, it is funny. I feel like I do speak to a lot of lesbians who are like, yup. Uh, we met and then kind of just stayed together for yeah. the end of times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: that's, that's well, how we it works broke over up here. But, yeah. You broke up? Yeah, I was yeah. Raven about that first.
1: Okay, Raven, tell me about this breakup. <laughs> so, um, we were living in New York, and I was going through a lot of um, things with The View. Mm, yeah, because it was a fun job, filled with no drama. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and on top of it, I was adding drama to my relationship because my thought process of the Black community with thinking about me being with someone who was outside of our race would cause extra stress on myself Um also, I have a problem with conflict. I don't like arguments. I'm also not a big talker. So I have a beautiful woman who's like, my feelings, I'm vulnerable. And I'm like, mm, pie? Mm-hmm. And so I was re- re- wrestling with a lot of different things on the inside. And then um, I just I couldn't do it. I I needed to... Act out in some way. And Mm -hmm. so I said, Yeah, I can't. We can't be dating anymore. I love you. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be not what she said.
2: That is not
1: what she said at all. No, I I don't really remember what I said because it was actually a big fog. She remembers, obviously, she remembers the Tuesday (laughs) after the first day of meeting on Thursday, but I don't. (laughs) It's not my job in the relationship.
2: (laughs) Yeah, things, some things just leave burns in my brain. Yeah,
1: I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we stayed but in the same building.
2: interesting that like you
0: were cognizant that like people are so rude and people have opinions and people think that you want to hear all of their opinions. And that's like such a shitty fucking thing to go through to be like, I love this person, But I don't want to hear a backlash. I don't want to hear people's opinions about it. So I might as well just dip out before any of that shit happens. Like, that fucking sucks. And I fully understand that. Like, ugh.
1: It sucks. We live in that society. We live in that type of mentality. And it wasn't overtly out. It wasn't outwardly. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. that stuff that you hear in the corner of the shop Mm -hmm. and those old school jokes that they used, you know what I mean? It's just that Mm -hmm. that unconscious rumble. And it's like, I don't even want to deal with that. I used to have a problem, you know, walking down the street holding her hand. I think people were walking by and staring at me uncomfortably Mm -hmm. because that's how the stereotype was of being an interracial couple from the South or, you mm-hmm. know, from that generation. And it just felt heavier than any problems that she and I would go through. I wasn't old enough or mature enough to be able to handle and say, mm, you can shut up. I don't need to talk to you anymore. And mm-hmm. then just deal with whatever problems that we're going to have on our
2: own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like rocks, just like buying. Yeah, and like just, <laughs> <laughs>
0: just dealing with California king size rock sheets. <laughs> Uh, Miranda, in the same respect, did you feel any pressure dating somebody who is so prolific in the public
2: eye? No, I didn't. And honestly, for me, Raven didn't share any of those feelings with me. So I had no idea that she had this internal conflict and struggle about, you know, our being of different races. And I I just had no idea. And Again, I don't know if it's just like my mentality in general or the world in which I grew up in or my past experiences. But when it comes to the people that I love and especially in my romantic relationships, it's like nothing, and it's this sounds crazy, right? But it's like nothing else matters. Raven to me at that point and still now today is so important to me, her happiness, her safety, her mental health, that those are number one. And anyone who gets in the way of that to me is like, that's something that has to be handled and figured out. And no one tops that. So when we were dating in New York, her celebrity never phased me because It just was one aspect of who she was, but that Mm -hmm. is not my person. Raven is so different at home and with me than she is when she's at work or with her fans or being Raven Simone. And those, that part of her just, it never crossed over. I also didn't grow up watching That's So Raven, I did not watch any of her work before that either. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it was such a different, it was like, I just felt like this is my person. I don't see her as that. And mm-hmm. when we were in New York together, there was like one time that we were paparazzi And I remember I didn't even see the person you did. And she just like dropped my hand and crossed herself into the middle of the street. I had no idea what was going on. And she just walked into the middle of the street. And I was like, okay, and like kind of followed behind. But she – and then she called the person out. She was like, I see you. And then I saw the paparazzi at that point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I got what was going on. But that was the only time that even I felt like – we were being invaded quote-unquote invaded in Mm -hmm. some way so it's really it's we have a very normal relationship like most people who have to fight over California King Rocks you know (laughs) it does sound really healthy
0: that you were able to compartmentalize very early on that like Raven has different aspects of who she is and that must have been nice right
1: I like it. I've never had success in a relationship when there was a fan aspect to it. This one has been so successful because she understands my job in a way to where it um she allows me to do my job and she's not like pleading me to be, you know, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm like, I know, but I got to I got to go do Raven Simone. Like that person mm-hmm. was created way before I even knew what love was. You know what I mean? So she understands that and respects it. And um, and I appreciate that in her. And it's also, it's funny sometimes she'll be like, oh, I forgot you. You actually, you're like, you're famous. And I was like, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> she goes, yeah. Like the fact that we walked in front of all those kids that day in the school, she's like, I forgot what you did. And I'm like, exactly. That's how my relationship should be at home because my parents made sure that, my understanding of me as a human was that way as well, and mm-hmm. when you start adding, "Oh, you're famous," I can't do this, or "Oh, you're blah 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 blah," you can't do this, then you don't. You get into those people who are used to yes, ass kissers all day, and I'm not used to that. I had black parents, and um, <laughs> they didn't allow that.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's fucking cool. So, how did you guys get back together?
1: I broke up with someone. um, And throughout that relationship, there was always that conversation that I had with Miranda um, on many occasions while we were dating, where she always challenged me to be vulnerable or tell my truth when I was taught to just kind of say anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to know anything, especially if you're just dating. If you're married, it's different. But when you're dating, you don't know how long it's going to last, so you really can't trust anybody. But she always found—is my phone broken? She always found <laughs> a way—sorry. She always found a way to challenge the status quo, and it got underneath my skin a lot of the times. And when I broke up with my person at that time, I went back to all the things that Miranda said, and I was like, damn, she's right. I have issues that I really should deal with. So I called her up, and I was like, you're right. She goes, what? What? I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and, no, I was um, not. Yeah, I you was,
2: I, Okay, I wasn't, <laughs> but that's okay. Because <laughs> I didn't feel like it was a right-wrong situation. I honestly didn't. Like, I don't even, I'm sure that I did say things to Raven, like, you have to learn how to communicate if you want to get over this and telling me about pain from your past. And, you know, when you're getting to know somebody, you ask them about their family and Mm things like normal things. And Raven had such reservation. And like, I don't talk about that. And I get it. You know, I understand from her stance of needing to protect and not trusting and all of those things. But I also know myself and I'm like, I am, so fucking loyal and you can tell me anything and it's not going anywhere. And I'm also smart in this area. But it was, as you said, too much at that time. But I don't remember ever having like a, this is who you are and you're going to find out type of thing. So I'm not saying it was
1: like that. I'm saying in all of our conversations, it's you need to be vulnerable. You need to do this. You need to do that. And as a female in general you can't tell me that when i called you and i said you were right you didn't have a little i knew it like you, you can't you you can't not say that that didn't happen you might not have been expecting you it it did oh, okay right. <laughs> i'm
2: very honest I, i'll tell you what did happen first of all you didn't call me you texted me it's the same thing nowadays <laughs> okay <laughs> and <laughs> back to my my days
1: right so (laughs) on thursday (laughs) no seriously at 2 p.m i'm gonna
2: tell tell y'all this is what this is what got me the most about it so it's the it's pandemic time right and Mm. i had left la and driven in one day to my mother's house in washington state i drove 19 hours i was like I know it was disgusting, but I was like, I have to get somewhere safe and whatever. So I get there and I am going to bed on a Sunday night and Raven. <laughs> Shut up. It's so,
0: so funny because, that you remember days.
2: But I don't even know what today is. I just know. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how my brain works because I don't sometimes I don't know the day either, but I know this day. So it's Sunday night. I'm going to bed and Raven pops into my head. And I just thought, I wonder where she is. Like, and I wonder how she is. And I had a vision in my mind.
1: Puns intended. (laughs) I had a vision of
2: (laughs) seeing her name on my cell phone. Like you have iMessage, Raven. And I went to bed. That was the last thing I thought of when I went to bed. And I woke up Monday morning and I had a text from her. And I literally was like, oh, my God. Because in the five years that we had been broken up, uh, we'd had a few of these occurrences where I thought of her and then she'd call or I had a dream about her and then she'd text. And so this to me was crazy. And I don't even remember really what the text said other than you, I know you right. said you were right. And <laughs> I read it and I remember thinking that's weird, but she's hurting because she was saying that she had broken up with somebody and she said we can be friends now and or something along those lines. And then we started talking and talking and I was like, like three weeks later, as I was standing in my mom's kitchen sending her a Corona care package, which included mm-hmm. like gooey butter cake and brownies <laughs> and barbecue Ooh. sauce for her brother, oh. and I was like, I looked at my mom. My mom was like, "You, you need to calm down." I'm like, "I'm gonna marry her. You need to." And literally, we're married. I put all my like little witchy witch in that in that care package, and Raven said she married me because of that care package. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, I love that. That's so fucking cute. I feel like you manifested it. Yeah. I knew I was going to marry her. I had already had visions, too, that, like, if I saw or had some kind of notification that she was getting engaged or married, or I guess you were engaged, technically, or something, right? We're not going
1: to talk about old times.
2: Okay, if you
1: were, like, mm. engaged
2: or married to somebody else, that I would show up and say, stop.
1: Yeah, she, she's over wow. here in Fantasyland. It was great, wow. though. I love it. It's, no, it's true. I, tru- I that. knew
2: that, like, Raven was my yeah. person, and I was just going to have to make her realize it come hell or high water.
0: Your wedding photos are really fucking cute. I was creeping on Instagram, and I was like, oh, my God, this is adorable. Thank I love you. it so much. Okay, so
1: much. who proposed to whom? I proposed to Miranda, and we... I took her to one of my favorite... High spots in Los Angeles, which is actually in Malibu. Off oh, of-
0: like a high point? Yeah. yeah. People are going to be like, high oh. spots? That's why oh. I clarified. I was like, oh, maybe it's just like a hookah bar where Raven right. likes to get yeah. high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> weird.
1: Uh, sorry about that, you guys. No, um, a high point, a lo- longitude, latitude, <laughs> high point. Pro- a lookout point. <laughs> and um, it's off of Poima Road, and I took her there. And it was the first day I've ever been there that it was completely cloudy, you could not see the ocean. <laughs> you could not see anything. It was actually very dangerous.
2: <laughs> and I was like, Girl,
1: this is great. I said, um, we're going to go out there. I was like, I had this whole speech prepared, but the clouds messed it up. And uh, I said, I'm not getting on, my, on the ground because I'm in Gucci. And <laughs> I love you dearly. Here's your ring. Please marry me. I promise you it's going to be very interesting. I don't really remember what I said. But what I do remember afterwards is that I ran across four lanes of traffic, up to three or four lanes of traffic, because it just felt, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's ever been through anything. And I was
2: like, oh, I remember this. This is what she does when paparazzi come. I'll just wait mm-hmm. right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am—I um, don't know. It's like when I was younger and I thought about getting married, I always thought that I would get married on the side of a cliff. And after we said I do, jump off the cliff into the water and then have a mm-hmm. boat pick us up and the party's on the boat. So I needed something to kind of shake me alive to see if real life was actually happening to me for the first time. Mm
2: -hmm. I've been so
1: used to scripted things. I've been so used to just the mundane, yes, I'm raven Simone. check me out on this and commercials and all this. And something as a human was actually happening to me that I'm not used to. Like the next big thing will be when I'm pregnant, I'll be like, is this real or am Mm -hmm. I playing a character? You know what I mean? Like these – real human life landmarks that when you are someone that's been in the industry for 34 of the 35 years you've been on the planet, they don't always like sit in reality. Mm-hmm. So ran across a couple streets of traffic, came back, still alive. I was like, oh, this is real. Cool. Okay, cool. Let's do this.
0: Oh, I love that. That's really sweet. I love that you didn't get on knee because you was in Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. You can't fuck up the Gucci. Sorry, no way, baby. No priorities. I love you so but much. But this is cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Um. So wait, when did you get married? You got married last year? Yes, we got married in 2020. June. June of 2020, yeah. And so during COVID,
2: so was it a big ceremony, little ceremony, no judgments? (laughs) No, it was a really beautiful, intimate ceremony. Um, We were going back and forth between ourselves, kind of trying to figure out what we wanted it to look like. And we had a few people, you know, close kind of in our, at that time, quarantine bubble. And we're like, okay, we can have these people or we could just do a, um, what's it called, like city hall style Mm -hmm. Ultimately, we just wanted to get married, and we were like, we can do a party in a year or something of that sort. But Debbie Allen, Raven told Debbie that we were getting married, and (laughs) Mama D, as we call her, took over. And she was kind of like, oh, my gosh, if you're getting married, you're doing it at my house. I'm hosting. It'll be safe. She... Was prepared. They had us come and walk through. They're like, here, you can have the tennis court. We'll put tables. We'll do this. And we were like, we literally have four guests to invite. We're not taking your (laughs) tennis court. We'll take your front yard. And honestly, she made it. So beautiful and so special. It was such a gorgeous day. I was gonna, I was just gonna wear like a little random dress, and Raven surprised me and got me this jumpsuit Gucci. Yeah, got me this Gucci Juicy. This Gucci Juicy. This (laughs) This Juicy juicy Gucci jumpsuit. (laughs) (laughs) I actually totally would have worn a Juicy Couture jumpsuit. I think
1: that would have been so amazing.
2: Um, But it was, it was perfect.
1: It was absolutely perfect. When we said I do, the music that played right after it. I do. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Check oh. me. That was, we made her, it was, that was, that was one of my favorite parts. I, yeah. You always reference that. that. I love that. I love
0: throwing humor and love. Cause that's what it is. It doesn't totally. have to be like super serious or like overly romantic at all times. You can also have fun with it. Raven, you said something earlier that I was like, Oh shit. Maybe I suffer a little bit from that too. Like, is this real life or am I acting? Like I've never had someone say they like me and mean it in real life it's only been scripted so when and if it ever happens in real life i don't know how i'm gonna respond because i don't have the scripted
1: lines in life right and then you're like do you like me and then for me it's like the list of well do you like me because you've seen me before do you like me because Mm -hmm. you think that i'm quote unquote the raven simone that you've Witnessed in the past, like, which like me do you like and how do you like me? You don't even know my childhood. You don't even know how I was raised. You never met my mom. Like, how do you like me? So I totally understand it. And it's definitely a mental hurdle that I think all women and all men have to learn how to accept because that's the same thing as like, you're beautiful. Yeah, but like, no, Mm -hmm. say thank you. You're being accepted. You're being loved at that moment. And it's really hard to accept it because we have so much. Everybody has pain in their life, no matter what it looks Mm -hmm. like. So I totally get it. And Nicole, it is a journey. We just have to continue to push and continue to say we deserve our real life as well as our persona life. We deserve Mm -hmm. it.
0: Yeah. And that is such a hard thing to remember that it's like, okay, I am deserving of love. I'm deserving of someone to say nice things to me when I'm not in my full makeup and wig and whatnot. Because I have a very hard time saying thank you when people are like, you look beautiful, and I'm not in my wig, and I'm not in makeup. And I'm like, but am I? I don't look like me. I look like a different person. I look like home me. So, yeah, it's tough.
1: You look beautiful today,
0: Nicole. I'm going to just say thank you. And... <laughs>
1: and not <laughs> quietly have a mental
0: breakdown and be like, I don't look beautiful. I know my hair's not done. Oh, I'm no wearing my glasses. You Thank you.
1: Miranda, Miranda actually helped me get there when we were in quarantine and finally married. You know, I was so used to like you, the weaves and the hair and the glam and I have to put on this girdle and I have to do this. And mm-hmm. she really made me feel comfortable with the person I was when I woke up. And that's a totally different person that really hasn't been in public. Uh, even still, I'm like... I'll get back to my story. So she's made me feel comfortable doing a lot of the interviews and a lot of our Mm -hmm. uh, publicity and even our YouTube and like my real hair and my real like outfits and things like that. And, you know, coming to this understanding that. For the longest time, I was branded as something, and I took Mm -hmm. that as the person I needed to be when I walked out the door, but I can be anything that I want to be behind the door. And she made me feel like the person behind the door was just as important as the person in front of the door. And Oh boy, I could could just sob.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. That's like, I fully identify with that because- even when I go out to eat, I'm like, oh somebody wants a picture, I better look good so I don't look like trash in the fucking picture that they post, so then people don't talk about me. And it's like, I don't really care about what people say, but it's like, I have things that I say about myself yeah. internally, so when someone says it again, it's like, oh, you're just co-signing this awful thing I've said about this person that I like myself. Yeah. So yeah, that is, I really love that.
2: I think that it's interesting because a lot of people can probably relate to that feeling. Like, obviously I'm not really in, or have not been in the public eye. So that added layer that you guys share is unique to your profession, but I think most people can probably relate on some level to not being good at receiving compliments or Mm -hmm. having, you know, self-esteem or being their own worst critic. Um, and I think it is just so important. You know, it's something that I've had to really work on and still kind of struggle with in my life to this day of just feeling like I'm enough and worthy as I am. And it's just that's it. It's like I am enough and I'm enough. Why? Simply because I'm here. And that makes me equal to you or this person or that person. And, and showing that respect to each other is super important, but feeling comfortable in your own skin, I think can be super. It's, it's just, it's hard. It's really, really hard, especially if you Mm -hmm. get stuck in the comparison loop or if there's People say mean things about you, whether that means it's like trolls on the internet or, you know, the mean kid at school or a family member or a family Mm -hmm. member, like those things impact and leave scars. And I guess my hope is that like through finding somebody who loves and supports you. Right. So it's like that is an individual journey. But I think what Raven is saying about what I gave her was I gave her a comfortable space and someone who would look at her when she got out of bed and she was just literally herself. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you're amazing. Like, I love you just as you are. And you don't, and your hair is so cute and the, the curls are amazing. And then what happens is it's funny. It's like, she goes out in the world more as herself and has her curly and people are like, obsessed with her curls and they're Mm -hmm. so happy to see her natural hair and you get all of this again positive reinforcement which then makes you feel even more comfortable in your own skin but i think you know having one person that you can lean on can be really beautiful until you feel solid enough in yourself to do it but i think it Mm -hmm. is like a universal struggle in within that element of it outside of the celebrity factor
0: Yeah, that would be so nice to wake up and have someone be like, wow, you look beautiful. And I'm like, I do. Because I, in the morning, am a true little gremlin. Me too. You'll find your
1: gremlin to love you back, I'm sure.
0: Oh, thank you. Real quick, we got to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. how do I find someone to love me <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have I, know, I have so many
2: questions that. about okay like, this struggle and what the deal is and like have you dated and had just like unsuccessful relationships or is it you just have never connected with somebody or I've never been in
0: a, like an actual relationship where the other person knew about it and confirmed it <laughs> um <laughs> I've like dated someone where I was like, "Mm, I think this is like exclusive. And then they're like, it's not. And I'm like, oh, okay. uh." So I had different thoughts. Um, And then I've really only dated people for like two, three months. And then at the end of the dating course, I'm like, oh, okay, I don't even think you liked me to begin with. I think you liked maybe what you thought I was. And then I ended up being maybe less interesting (laughs) than you wanted me to be. I don't know, because if I get comfortable with someone, I tend to, you know, not be as animated. Like sometimes I'm just like, it'd be nice to just sit and have a drink. And maybe those people were like, oh, I don't like that part. I like when she was happy and laughing and making jokes and, you know, doing that. But this this is she's just a regular ass person. I don't like that. So I don't I don't know I can't speak for them but that's the feeling I get.
1: Uh, gosh. I understand you Nicole. Mm-hmm. I definitely <laughs> understand you. When I was younger and trying to be in the dating pool, it was always a thing of why aren't you smiling? I said everything mm-hmm. is not so and happy. I don't have to smile all the time. They were like, well, why aren't you like this? I'm like, because that's a character I play, like get Mm -hmm. over it already. And one of the things that I found was when I wasn't looking for anybody, someone would come up, but that person was always looking to come up in the industry of some kind of way. Mm. Um, It's hard when you have a very big personality and you have a lot of power and you are a strong female and you have eyes wide open, right? So I'm only I'm only guessing, but you have you have smarts up there in that brain of yours, Nicole. You know that people Thank can't you. push you around for any old reason, and it's hard to find someone in the opposite sex, in the same sex, whatever you go for, I'll know your preference. But I'm just saying, it's hard to find someone that understands that and allows you to go through that moment to come down and be grounded. They're trying to come up because Mm -hmm. they want to reach that level. And that's hard. That's just hard. I can Mm own, like, I, I totally get it.
2: I think in general, you know, dating is tough. And meeting people is really hard. And people... All, we all have shit. We all have baggage. It's just we all have expectation and ideas. I know that a lot of times, like, I remember in high school when I would have crushes, I would put all of this stuff on this person. I would completely mm-hmm. build them up. I would make them this amazing person. And without really even knowing them, it was merely based. It was, like, just taking this— you know, taking this water bottle, for example, and just creating all of these dreams about Mm -hmm. this water bottle without actually knowing that when I open it, there's like shit water inside. (laughs) You know, it's just like, it wasn't based in reality. So I think we do that. And I think for you, being in the position that you're in, I mean, it's, I agree with Raven. I think that it's like when you stop kind of looking or obsessing about it or thinking about it, someone might walk in. But at the same time, Mm You also have to take initiative if you want something, right? So it's like putting yourself out there. And have you been on apps? Have you had friends set you up on Lord dates? Oh Jesus, I'm on all the apps. <laughs> oh,
0: you better believe she's on Raya, Bumble, Cupid, Tinder, uh, all of them. Uh, and I've had... Yeah, just not good luck on any of them. Hinge is another one. Yeah, uh, I've been dating more since being vaccinated, and it hasn't it hasn't gone uh, very well. I went on a date with a nice person who uh, rode a scooter away, and there's no shame in riding a scooter. But it wasn't even like a bird or a lime; it was just a scooter. Yet he, he had to push <laughs> like a razor. And, <laughs> yeah, and just in my side view mirror watching him scoot away, I was like, I don't know if I could. Uh, it's okay for some people.
2: I don't know. I, <laughs> it's not for you. You're no like, I don't know if I can really date a scooter. What what happens when he wants to pick me up for the date? You're like, yeah. I, can't even, I can't even get on the back of that scooter. It's not a
0: Vespa. Right? It's like, do I sit on the handles? How are you going to push us both? I'm pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that didn't go super well. I went on another date where... Uh, it was, like, right after it rained, and every time he spoke and said something, I, I uh, he said a lot of things. That I was like, "Well, this sucks. But, like, lightning would happen behind him, and I was like, I think the world wants me to leave. And then <laughs> a server dropped <laughs> drinks behind me, and I got, like, a little wet, and I was like, I think the restaurant wants me to leave. And so I just haven't been having good luck, uh, but I've been... Putting myself out there because no one's gonna knock on my door and say, hello, uh, can I eat you out? Even though that would be the nicest thing possible.
1: There's yeah. toys for that though. I think they <laughs> actually have words for them now. Like they literally speak back to you. I've Just looked it up. up. Oh. you looked it up. <laughs> they speak
2: I'm messing with I'm messing with you, Oh my god. You know what this
0: reminds me of though? That was very funny, Miranda. You're like, you looked it up <laughs> I was so taken you saw her she was so yeah. angry it was a full turn to you <laughs> you looked
1: it
2: up <laughs> but the thing is is she probably has like she's saying
1: that she hasn't but she has I look, listen everybody needs a friend
2: I
0: have lots of friends and I recently just cleaned out my sex toy drawer because I was like oh there's a ton that I don't use and then I threw them away and then as I went to work I was like what if the truck makes a mistake and the garbage goes everywhere and <laughs> there's just dildos in the road I was Like, <laughs> and just in front of my house and then are they going to leave them while they pick them up? And I like bugged out for a little bit and then I was like, whatever. It'll be funny if there's dildos in the street when I get home. Turns out nothing happened to the garbage truck
1: and it was fine. <laughs> I'm like, why is she worried about the dildos in the road? Did she put her name on it? Is it like,
2: no, <laughs> yeah. right? It's, it's like, bees. you can literally like <laughs> engrave every one of your dildos. <laughs>
1: It's hilarious. That's hilarious. You know, I'm going to say this and I'm I know I'm on a public forum right now, but it makes me want to say it. There's nothing wrong with a little altar piece to a little sage, a little Palo Santo, a little, you know, smudging of oneself mm-hmm. to really bring you to the ground. I mean, you know, with the industry that we're in, we tend to be around a lot of energy vampires. We tend to mm-hmm. be around a lot of um, – Energies that make us rise to a level that isn't necessarily the homeostasis of who we are. And sometimes that can block the energy of love. It can attract the wrong love. And I enjoy you, Nicole, and I don't know you from Adam. I love watching you. I feel close to you and I feel confident enough to say Sometimes when you're on top, ain't nobody can love you more than the than the workhorse itself. You got to mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? You got to kind of like bring it back down, see what's up. And that's what COVID did for me. I don't think I would have gotten married if it wasn't for COVID because I was allowed mm-hmm. to really just be in my own skin and accept love correctly into my life and not just try to soothe the orgasm that I needed mm-hmm. <laughs> all the other times. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're talking to yes. toy friends yeah, all the toy friends. Um, but you know what? There's a difference between lust and love. And sometimes you just gotta lust it out a little bit, be a little bit mm-hmm. of ho. But then love will come around when the hoe days are over. See, I was never a hoe. Like I didn't have that
2: oh. I
0: like didn't have that in me. I don't know. I'm honestly, t- what a funny sentence.
2: I was never a hoe. I <laughs> okay, so you never went through a hoe phase? No, I couldn't. I wanted to. I envied the hoes around me (laughs) secretly. Now you know why I
1: married her. She's hilarious. And
2: I was like, I okay, let me try. And then it would, and then I would. How did you try to hoe, babe? I just, you know, I put on something tight and went out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hi. And then I was like, (laughs) I gotta go. Like, I just, I gotta go. And I am too, for me, attraction is too based off of like, connection and Mm -hmm. you know it's not just this like physical I could I just never let the lust portion take over where I'm like you're fine let's go and then whatever I might wake up with a disease in the morning I might not (laughs) I might know your name I might not it wasn't appealing so I never got that whole face but my question for you Nicole is outside of your work and your life like do you have other interests are there places that you could position yourself where you might meet someone who like also loves this thing you like, or? Uh, well, I pole dance, but uh,
0: I do private lessons because I was like, ah, I don't want to be around a bunch of people in COVID times. Right. Um, I used to roller skate, but I dislocated my ankle, so I haven't done that in a minute, because I was like, I don't want to fuck myself up more, because I'm working on a job right now. Uh, but we did that in a park, and people never really approached us or anything, I really, yeah, I don't have any hobbies where like people could come in and be like, Hello.
2: Yeah, because I know that's it's almost an irritating question because I've had people when I was like in my dating struggle, people would be like, Well, go take a class and da-da-da. So I'm giving you back advice that I kind of rejected and hated. But maybe it does work. Maybe it does. <laughs> I don't understand. I know, I know. It's it's very confusing. What just I'm, I'm well, I'm saying that I do know that some people like love to cook and then they take a cooking class and it just so happens that like Adam loves to cook too and Adam's single and cute and then you guys like bond or like you you guys remember the episode of Sex and the City where Miranda joins Weight Watchers yes and then she eats a man who
0: licks donuts because he won't eat them fully and then it didn't work out
2: yeah but he ate her out and that's what you're looking for on some level and he ate her out like he could eat of, uh, the licking the of Randa. the crispy Kreme. I'm
0: going to stop. I, I'm going to say this is the best advice anyone's ever given me. You said go to where the people have eaten problems and uh, like to eat and then you'll get eaten out. It's the best advice I have ever heard in my whole life. And it's so fucking funny.
2: <laughs> All I'm trying to say is if you go... To an OA meeting, you're going to have your pussy eaten for a week, Nicole, okay? That's all you got to do. Just show up to Away Away Watchers. And you're <gasps> good, girl. That's,
1: that's my wife. This is who and I am. Nicole. Hi,
0: I'm Nicole. I'm looking for my pussy to be eaten. Miranda sent me. Thank you so much. They're like, ma'am, you have to leave. <laughs> no, they'll literally.
2: They will, but oh, you can, you're yours? just gonna, I'm going to leave this list right here. Oh, okay, man. I'm just going to, I'm going to put this piece of paper up on this board and y'all can put, I have it one to 10. <laughs> you just put your name there and, and there you go. One you're going to gonna have, you're going to have 10 names so fast. Nicole. <laughs> Everyone's hungry right. in those meetings. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it.
0: But I think they're over Zoom now. So... Just
2: <laughs> oh, well, that... That's hard. That's the whole... And well, the yeah. other thing, too, the other added point about... Or, like, the bonus is that those people are also trying to lose weight a lot of the times. And then they want to burn calories. So, it's, like, double... Like, you, they get to eat and burn. And then they get points. So, it's, like, it, it, it all works. You know what I mean? This I
0: is... That. You've really opened up the Weight Watchers point system. Because... <laughs> You get more That's points because you burn more calories. So it's like, ooh, I'll fuck to get more points. <laughs> and then then I'm on top and I'm doing it. this is great. Yeah. That's
1: very funny. Food
2: addicts. That is the way to find love. Nicole, I've cracked your code. Right. I'm going to do at, it.
1: She is at work all the time. She is at work all the yeah. time. She's going to have it on me.
0: I don't. But I do rap soon. I rap next week, so... November, I'm hitting up those OA meetings and I'm going to find there somebody. Somebody who's hungry, who wants to eat it. <laughs> Real quick, we have to take another break. That's N U U L Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with
2: Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. I feel like, I don't know. I think you're wonderful. I think that you're going to find someone. Yeah, she is
1: wonderful. She's really smart. You're
2: really, super really, really smart. and Nicole, how Thank old you. are you?
0: I am. I just. I'm 35. I just turned 35 in August, but I like to say that I'm like 47 oh. or 49. I think it's funnier to age yourself.
2: This is true. Oh August, my God, what, I love though? you.
0: August 29th.
2: Happy belated. Happy, so you're you're. Thank I'm you. a Leo. You're not a Leo.
0: No, I'm a, I'm a Virgo. A Virgo. A
2: Virgo. See, Raven,
0: what are you? I'm no. a Sagittarius. Mm. I know nothing about the signs. I was neither just, do. I, was like, oh. I
1: mean, we know once we look it up, but we don't. And know it you don't. But you use it a
2: lot. I use it a lot. Raven will say, "Well, I'm a Sagittarius. That's why." But then she says she knows nothing <laughs> about it.
1: <laughs> well, I know about myself because I'm mm-hmm. I'm a Sag. I'm I mean, I know you because <laughs> I need to know you.
2: Got it. Got it. Okay, but the point being is that you just turned thirty-five. You're still young. You still have so much eating out time ahead of you. It's just it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't think we have to be. This is not a death sentence. We're going to find someone Thank for Nicole. You. Yeah. And if
1: you, you know, come in contact with someone that you think would be good for me, send them my way. Send us a list of who you love, because I know you and Wes will never really truly get together. Well, but but he's married. I, he Wes is married? Mm-hmm. To a Viking?
2: He he
0: wears a ring and people just don't clock it. I'm not gonna clock that. He's yours. <laughs> I, I don't I don't yeah.
1: even I don't even know who she I'm sure she's an amazing she's woman. She's
0: so pretty and she's so nice. And she came over to my house once and they yeah he he's a baby he I think he posted about the, having a baby but uh, she couldn't drink alcohol because she was pregnant so I made her Kool Aid and she was so kind and drank it a little bit and was like mmm and then when I poured it out I was like oh, I didn't stir it enough <laughs> there was just so much Kool Aid particles at the bottom <laughs> and she she just very kindly was
1: like yum 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 mm. oh my god see see it's funny because <clears throat> you know back in the day before the world changed mm-hmm. and I'm going to, you're going to understand what I mean when I say this, you know, at work, you could have find a little booth thing. You can't do mm-hmm. that. Now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nowadays there's meetings and stuff. So I would have helped yeah. you out like maybe 10, 15 years ago, but it's like, you can't do it anymore. And I'm like, Oh, it's so sad because in our position and babes knows this now, she's on YouTube, she's working, I'm mm-hmm. working, you're working. It's like after work, I'm tired.
2: Yeah. So I want to go
1: home. I want to go to sleep. I got yeah. another job. You got a podcast, mm-hmm. a scripted show, an unscripted show. You in every country I've seen. I don't know how many languages you speak, <laughs> Nicole, but you in everything. So I'm just uh, like.
0: Just one. Just one. <laughs> just one.
1: <laughs> one. It's going to be difficult. And I believe, like, babes, it's not a death sentence, but. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. It's like dating Mm -hmm. is a numbers
2: game. It takes a strategy. And it's just like you keep swiping, you keep swiping, you keep going, you keep going. And then you decide to take a break. Then you keep going, you keep going. And then all of a sudden something happens. And it's bizarre and weird. Like I never would have thought that. I would have ended up here. Like I wanted to believe that this would be my reality one day, but a part yeah. of me never thought it would be at the same time.
1: Yeah, I thought I was gonna marry a man and just have a girlfriend for the rest of my life. <laughs> that's interesting. It's true though. That's
0: interesting. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> that's so funny. That is, I mean, that's like a nice marriage of convenience where you're like, oh no, I guess I marry you, but also. I gotta
1: get something somewhere else. Goodbye. Because this is what I really want, you know? Yeah. So are you cisgender? What are you? Listen, I'm open to everything.
0: Wait, am I cis? What does that mean? Am I non binary? I identify as a person, a woman, a feminine woman. Perfect. Okay, cool beans. Um, I use she, her pronouns, but also you could just be like, hey, you. I don't, (laughs) I'm very much like, I don't really care. Like, I get, misgendered on air airplanes a lot because I wear a little hat and I have no hair okay. and then I don't have any titties so if I'm wearing a sports bra like I truly look like a little boy and they'll be like sir what would you like and I'm like a vodka soda and they're like oh no uh, ma'am uh, and I'm like oh I don't give a shit uh, just the booze is what I want uh, I don't want an apology Hilarious. Uh, so truly call me anything I don't care um, and then for love I don't mind uh, I'm open to everything I usually go for the gentleman but I'm open to truly anything. I've dated women. I don't think I've dated anyone, trans or non-binary yet, but open to that. The doors open. Who cares? Love is love. I think it's really strange when people are like, um, I'm straighter than the the fucking trees outside. <laughs> I'm rock hard straight, and nothing nothing gets me off but sweet pussy and titties. And uh, teeth, I like lady teeth. Like I'm just like, what? <laughs> that must be exhausting. So yeah. I don't, I don't subscribe to that.
2: And also, so like you're, you have so much more room. You have so much more. You have options where that mm-hmm. person is just wants a tree straight. <laughs> with titties and pussy and perfect teeth, like there's corn in that person you too. Have, there's corn somewhere. You have five people in this world who are going to fit that, you know. And most of those people end up finding people online and yeah, at
1: FarmersLoveUs.com. dot com, deep <laughs> porn <laughs> fantasy sites. Aww. It
2: would be nice to meet someone in
0: person. That sounds nice to like meet someone in person, vibe with them, and be like, hmm, I'd like more
1: of that. That sounds yeah. like two, that sounds like nineteen ninety seven. We could go back to that time.
0: Oh, I would love to hop in a time. actually, no, I'm not trying to go back in time. Uh, black people weren't treated nicely back
2: then. Yeah, let's go forward. Let's go let's forward. Let's there. go forward. Forward, time, forward. forward in time. Forward in time. But I get it. Like, you just want to be like casually shopping at Whole Foods and like mm-hmm. you accidentally graze someone and you're like, "Ooh," and then the eyes linger a little longer. And then you guys both reach for the same jar of peanut butter. You guys and- obviously
1: don't watch you.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. I am halfway
0: through season three. And I got to say, I do not like when Joe talks to the baby. I'm
1: like, get back to murdering. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had to go back to two and finish my two. She started three without me. But that's my thing. I'm scared of meeting people out in the street. Mm-hmm. You don't know about <laughs> them. I need a whole conversation <laughs> well, offline before if that. they <laughs> look
2: like Penn Badgley, just go the other way. But I understand. No, I would let him
0: kill me. But also, he doesn't kill women of color. True. So I'm like, I'm safe if I meet Joe. This is true. God. This is true. Wait, Miranda, I'm how deep are you in season three? Um,
2: episode one. Oh, OK. Well, when you get to the
0: end. Oh, wow. It's oh, it starts off with a bang. The first half I was like, where, is, where are we going with this? I'm five episodes deep. I watched it with my friends this last night. Oh, we love you. People oh, love so you love so you much. Too. And
2: I loved the first i thought the first season was great and then i had a personal problem with oh. the second where i was like you know it was you know when you know people and then you see mm. them on tv and you don't mm. like them them people oh. that type oh. of thing and okay um then I, I and now i feel like i have to watch season three because everyone is just going goofy over it i'm gonna finish I, season three by
1: tomorrow I'm, I'm on a mission
2: It's fun. I'm having a great time. It's
0: very funny in the darkest way. It is. Um, It's so good. I just want to meet my Joe. (laughs) Um, I just want a man to love me so much he wants to murder me. (laughs) That's too much to ask for? Shit. (laughs) Kinda. Uh, Raven, can I ask you about uh, you and Cardi B officiated a wedding?
1: Yeah, that happened.
0: How did that happen? Are you friends with Cardi B?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cardi Um, loves Raven.
1: We are not official friends. I don't have her number in my phone. Um, However, she wanted me to help her aficionate Tonato a wedding (laughs) uh, because I'm a part of the LGBTQ plus IA community. Mm -hmm. And um, she was marrying two women. And Mm -hmm. we got to help them planned the wedding. We talked to them about the dresses and just heard that beautiful love story. And I got to know Cardi a little bit and she was uber pregnant, which was even Mm -hmm. more fun because she had on all the outfits and I'm like, baby, (laughs) baby, baby. So sweet, so short, so small, so petite. I wasn't expecting it. This is
0: fun juice that I love because I love Cardi B. I think she's so fucking funny. She is. I just love a beautiful woman who's actually very funny. Yes,
1: I love that as well. She is funny. We did a, did you, did we post it already? Mm -hmm. We posted it. We did a YouTube video while we were there and she was talking about her LGBTQIA+ equals experience which was hilarious it was so funny too
2: because when we were there raven was like okay i'll see if she'll be down to like do a little ditty for the channel and i was like okay awesome and then she said yes and raven like literally like ran and i was in her dressing room she was like come on come on Car- cardi's ready and i was kind of like how are we gonna have to like you know strategize the conversation or the, and Cardi just went right into it. And I didn't even know what the topic was. She's like, so bisexuals. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> she just literally went and she's like, I'm going to need all this Gen Z people to explain to me who they is and why they <laughs> do what they, and she just went. And I was like sitting there on the couch, like, okay, Cardi. Okay. And she's like, yeah, they confusing me. And I don't know, like, why are you emotional about eating some coochie? I be eating coochie all the time. I was like, Oh, my God, I love you. Keep Just keep going. And she was so fantastic. It Why are you
0: emotional good. about eating coochie is a perfect line. That is very funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. Hashtags all over. Cardi's known for that. But she was great.
0: Oh, what a dream. I just want to meet her. Raven, can I ask you a question? Did you ever officially come out or did you just say, I'm married and it's a woman and that's nice?
1: I did officially come out. I officially oh, okay. came out almost, goodness gracious, I'm on 25 almost came out almost 10 years ago, almost.
0: Oh, how funny. I missed it. And then when you got married, I was like, what a treat. (laughs) It's okay. Um, I was like, when Niecy Nash got married, I was like, oh, what a treat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It's it's fine that you missed it because it was not – it was not – At a time when people were like, yay, it was, Mm. oh, my God. And then I said what I said on Oprah, which was, you know, I don't like labels. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as time progresses, people's um, confessions of who they are are more embraced and loved. And then there are some people in the industry who, for instance, I was the thick girl for I don't know how many years and nobody was really loving it. It was very, Mm -hmm. you know, demonized in a way. and. I had to just roll with that until later now and future. futures. I'm like, yes, love your body. I'm like, I've been mm-hmm. here. Y'all made me feel so bad about myself. So that I think when I came out was kind of in that same vein a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you. No worries.
0: Was it weird? Okay. I have, we do have to wrap it up, but this is a question that I'm interested because in, you mentioned your body. So you like went through puberty in the public eye and then your body changed and you know, you get titties, you get hips and stuff. And then people are like, she's thick or chubby or whatever. It's like, no, I've just become a woman. Was that confusing or were were you like, oh, I guess I'm chubby?
1: It's funny you said that because I was like, no, I was always thick, but I was looking back at Hang on Mr. Cooper and all my concerts and I really wasn't as big as I was when I um, was doing that. So Raven, I was actually a lot smaller, but I was still labeled as the bigger one of the crew Mm -hmm. in my friend group slash entertainment industry. And being that size at... 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, up until recently. Well, I was a little bobblehead. I had a little moment of bobbleheadism um, Mm -hmm. when I was doing whatever. (laughs) It was dire days. And, yeah, it hurt. Fucking hurt. You know what I mean? It's like – but at the same time, I get so many people that are not in the industry that say, you helped me with myself. And because of you, I feel comfortable in my body. And I'm like, thank you. Can you please tell Perez Hilton, who called me a poodle and a fat one, because my hair was curly and he didn't like my hair. Like, can you please? He's rude. He was rude. Um, how
0: do we make him? How do we unsubscribe him from saying things You mean in cancel life? him? Yeah, that's, yeah, canceled. I feel like the,
2: he's been canceled though. He said a lot of shitty shit about a lot of people. And I yeah, feel like he's
0: terrible. Yeah. He's terrible. His whole, yeah. like he made a whole career like drawing little cum things on people and yeah. saying awful things. Yeah.
1: He's terrible. Bullying was, was rewarded mm-hmm. while I was in my puberty phase. It was rewarded. And it did a number on my, not on my self esteem because I'm a bad bitch, but like it did a number mm-hmm. on my, um, eating habits and my 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 toolbox of actually taking care of my emotional state it mm-hmm. really kind of threw a wrench in what healthy eating is what um intuitive this is and depression and things of that nature so I'm I'm deprogramming myself from that time period and reprogramming myself into this time period. And I think Mm -hmm. it's amazing that there are so many people out here with the confidence and the love and the respect for themselves – to stand strong and say, no, there's more than just one person out here representing for the thick girls. That's what it's going to be. And I just felt alone during my time of that. I didn't Mm -hmm. really feel like there was anyone I could stand with. And it feels good to be in the presence of so many now.
0: Oh, I love that. I'll just tell you this. I'm sure many people have told you that, but like growing up, I watched you and I was like, huh a funny black girl, I'm a funny black girl. And then just watching you, it was just like, oh, I can do that too. And then I last summer shaved the sides of my head and had braids in the middle. <laughs> I was like, I'm Raven Sabal. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, so, welcome Raven. So I gotta say, like you inspire a ton of women and girls. Oh, and thank you. And it was never like, oh, she's thick. It was like, she's funny and black. And that's what I like. So Thank you're you. doing great. I love you, Miranda. I just met you, and I love you. Also, Raymond. I just met you. I like you both so much. We I love talk you. To you. We love you Nicole. truly for hours. But we do have to wrap it up.
1: Okay. Can we be friends? Can I like get your actual number? I kind of just kind of want to be yeah. friends with you. I'll put it right in the chat. Thanks. Let's be <laughs> okay. friends. Yay! She's really doing it, you guys. It's real. I am. there it is there There we go i got
0: it right it's from whoopi
2: goldberg to everyone (laughs) that's perfect Uh, (laughs) yeah text me and be my fucking friend i love this i love it i was gonna say the same thing i was gonna say we have to have like a game night we have to hang out or do something we can watch you together i would do a
0: game night i will be done with you very shortly but a game that I would do. Yay. Yes. Let's do, Let's do it. it. Miranda, Raven, I ask all my guests this. I've missed it maybe three or four times. But would you date me? Yes,
1: I would date you. Yes, I
0: would date you too. Oh, I love this. What a treat Two yeses. Has anyone ever Has said was... no? Oh, absolutely. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's rude. It's not rude. Sometimes it's like, a oh, we're too much alike or... I think my friend Mitch was like, no, because we would enable each other to just eat dominoes all day, every day. And I was like, that's true.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's that then. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to promote? The channel. Can you add me? You co- add yeah, me? I was just
1: about to do that. Um, we're going to have a
2: group chat, Nicole. But then we can all talk I separately because we're independent individuals. Oh my God, we'll talk shit about each other. Yes. <laughs> um, I would say 8 p.m., our YouTube channel. Watch it. Our Instagrams, Miranda Mayday, at Miranda Mayday, at Raven Simone, and Raven's Home.
1: Yeah. Fifth season of Raven's Home will be dropping really soon. We just started filming. I'm very excited about it. We're going to be going back, back in time into nostalgia days. So if you ever watched that? So Raven, be prepared for a reboot of Epic Proportions.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I love this. Well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, you can, I don't know, Apple Podcasts or whatever. Okay, and if you say something hitting on me, I will read it. This person says... Okay, it's dusk and there's a blood moon in October. After hitting it off at a Halloween party, you follow me back to my place where you suck my dick and queef at the same time? We both hilariously wore Renaissance costumes, half of them still on at this point. You tear and ball the rest of the costume materials into a makeshift fabric, buttheads? What? Buttheads before slowly inserting the malformed shapes into my ass. This is wild. You pour melted chocolate from the candy bowl that sat too near the fireplace down into my ass as the original anal beads enter. I, anal beads? I come and you squirt putting out fires with our combined forces. You spend the rest of the evening slowly removing chocolate beads and slapping me in the face kindly. Gotta say, Sounds- this one was wild. Sounds like love to me. Maybe, yes. Maybe I'll wear a renaissance costume and pour chocolate in someone's ass. (laughs) And then I'll be like, hmm, will you be betrothed to me? Well, that's it. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That's it for Why Won't You Date Me? With me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me? is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people: Adam Sachs, Joanna Solo Taroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat! What a dream!
1: <laughs> this has been a Team Coco production.